Pete Blackburn joins us, CBS NHL ice hockey correspondent. Hey, Pete, did you get on him? Are you allowed to gamble? Can you bet? Did you get him on at 500 to 1? I sure didn't, but uh, I sure wish I did. <laughs> How many people are claiming that they did, though? You know, there's always going to be someone going, actually, hey, uh, I knew this was going to happen. Is there anyone that's actually trying to claim that, or is everyone just buying into the whole what the hell's happening here? I actually saw somebody post uh, a picture of their ticket, their bet slip, from before the season started. They put $50 on them in Vegas, and so now they're in line to win $25,000 because they got them at 500 to 1 odds. <laughs> it's crazy. So, look, can you just explain for New Zealand listeners the, the, the way that they put the team together and, and how the expansion draft worked, please? Yeah, so they have an expansion draft in – uh, they're allowed to pick from a pool of players from all 30 teams, but the uh, the condition is is that each team can uh, protect. I believe it was uh, six forwards and four defensemen uh, and a goalie, and they can protect those players. And the players that are on their first contract are ineligible. So the way that they uh, sort of worked the draft was they uh, agreed to trades with certain teams and came to a verbal agreement that they wouldn't select a certain player. And in addition uh, to that, the, the team would uh, sweeten the pot a little bit for the Golden Knights. So they were able to to do pretty well in the draft in terms of, of acquiring players by just agreeing with their general managers that they wouldn't select uh, certain players. And it ended up working out pretty well because they got guys like Riley Smith and Jonathan Marsha, so who were both on their first line, uh, Vegas' top line, and you know they came to that trade so uh, that they wouldn't pick a, a different player on the Panthers' roster, and so it's worked out pretty well for him. So, so Pete, is is this a triumph of the front office or one of coaching? Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's a triumph of the front office, but I I, I do think that the front office didn't think that this was was going to happen so quickly. Um, but it's also, you know, they've had great coaching and they've just had great uh, performances on the ice. I mean, they've gotten uh, some players that, that have had career years and like a guy like William Carlson, who his career high in goals was nine before this year and he scored over 40. Um, so it's just a, a position, uh, a situation where a lot of players have been put into a position to succeed where, whereas they haven't in the past. So it's not like the guy that had the, because they call him Wild Bill, right? It's not like his old general manager yeah. is is now going to be fired. As if there's, a, there must be owners like yelling at some of these guys, going, "You idiot! How did you get? You know, how did that guy leave? Is is there that going on?" Yeah, no, I definitely think there's some of that happening, and you know, certain general managers look worse as a result of what's happened in terms of the deals that they made at the expansion draft. But I think the overall thing to look at here is that. It, it, it sort of makes every general manager look bad because there are so many times when we've, when we've heard uh, you know, a general manager say, all right, we're rebuilding, and I've got a five-year plan, I've got a 10-year plan, and then this is when we're going to win. Uh, and then you look at Vegas, and a year ago right now, they didn't even have a roster. And so you look at that and you say, well, this general manager was able to put together a Stanley Cup final team in less than 12 months. Why do you need a five-year plan? So uh, it, it's made everybody look bad by comparison. 
Uh, Pete Blackburn's with us, and uh, it's we're very grateful for this, of course, coming to us from uh, CBS Sports. Pete, as well as that, though, there was something nice about their arrival, just the timing of it, you know, where there'd been the mass shooting and stuff, and, you know, I know their first game was a very emotional thing for the city itself. I mean, that's got to, that's got to be a, a lot to do with the way, because the city's really bought into this team, haven't they? Yeah, it was it was a sort of a, a galvanizing thing when they kind of made their debut right after that, and you know I, I do think that it, it's become a, a little overblown to this point. Like I, I think that it's sort of cringeworthy when uh, when that kind of gets brought into it as a um, just as like a narrative, but but it definitely was a sort of a community aspect, and I know that. A lot of those guys in in Vegas have said that that kind of helped bring them together uh, and made them a closer unit. And they've definitely played as as a very close unit. And uh, you know they seem to be really embracing that city, and it's and it's going both ways. Would you favor them to beat either Tampa Bay or Washington in the finals? Uh, um, I think that Tampa Bay has has a, a really good team, and I, they would have home ice advantage. So I think that. I like Tampa if that's the matchup. I do think that they would have a shot uh, against Washington. Actually, I would say that they have a shot against both. Teams. I mean, I've I've learned my lesson in doubting this Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> team. I've picked against them in every single round. I predicted that they'd lose to the Kings in, in round one. So uh, I've learned my lesson there. They, they've got a shot against both these teams. They're a really good uh, team, especially when, when Marc-Andre Fleury is playing the way that he is. So I think they've got a good shot. I would give them a better shot against Washington. Thanks, Pete. I appreciate you, Pete. your time. Awesome uh, Pete stuff. Blackburn from CBS Sports talking mm. to the NHL.